everybody, I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And we are the Two Horny Girls! Happy Valentine's Day! We're just two horny goats climbing the mountain of life, eating Asian-American stereotypes for breakfast! And also for lunch and dinner, if you're so keen to. Yes, 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 yes. Hello, everybody. How are you? As we've been saying, this is our special Valentine's Day episode. Valentine's Day! And happy Galentine's Day and happy Manlatine's Day. All of it. Happy non-binary Allentine's Day. <laughs> happy just love day. <laughs> happy complicated day. Happy triggering day for some people. Happy very triggering day. Hey, so Priska, um, what does Valentine's Day bring up for you? I feel, you know, ironically, what it brings me back to is the days of being single. Really? Yeah. I feel like when you're single, Valentine's Day is a bigger thing than when you're in a relationship. How so? Because you're surrounded by it, but you're not like taking part in it per se. And yeah. you feel some sort of lack or some sort of, you know, growing up like nowadays, I hope hopefully people aren't feeling that. But growing up in this very like, you know, heteronormative um, kind of rearing it just seemed like something you were just outside of. And it reminds me of all the Valentine's Day nights where I sat alone eating chocolate by myself watching Hugh Grant movies. And it doesn't really help that people say Happy Singles Awareness Day, which acronymed out to SAD. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. No, it doesn't help at all. So I just want to say that on behalf of Two Horny Goats, we love y'all. Yes. Like whether it's platonically or romantically, yes. that you're not receiving the love that you want. We are sending right. all those loving vibes out to you. All of it. You are loved. You are whole you don't need anybody to complete you that's bullshit and also if you happen to have fan fiction about me and prisca happy to read <laughs> if you have erotic Ooh. fan fiction about you partaking well, and anyways we're just like open to oh my it, gosh you know? it's like harry and ron have you oh my gosh oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh there's so much fan, love that love fan that porn i you know? love that Ooh. but anyways um i always felt that yes you're right now that i think about it you know with valentine's day coming up i don't really think about it that much no you know maybe a dinner but then i'm like oh my gosh the weekend's gonna be so booked like yeah oh, we're gonna have to spend money just to show that like where we love each other but we do that daily yeah. right that's absolutely true we, we show it daily like it, yeah in a relationship it's like if Valentine's Day is the biggest thing in your year, I feel like something's wrong. Like, it's a nice day to acknowledge each other and, you know, whatever. However you want to participate. But when you're single, you you just feel like everyone's in a room having a party and you're just like looking in through a window. And I just want to just remind everybody that like the idea of like being coupled is a capitalistic notion. Thank you. So, yes. you know, like, it's when women were property. Exactly. So. <laughs> so, but, but anyways, like we just want to talk about love today, yes. right? One of the things we wanted to talk about because we've all been through it doesn't matter if you're coupled or uncoupled or just fucking living your fucking life. We've all had and fallen prey to crushes. Like, like, I'm so excited to talk about this because I remember the feeling of having crushes when I was a kid. Yes. But also, I never want to date ever again. Ever? No, never. Okay, how is having a crush now as an adult different than when you were younger? I feel like it's very different. I feel yeah. like there's so many, like, strings attached. So many, like, real life yeah. logic baggage. Yes. You know, to sort of work through therapy to yes. work through. Like, look, it's all nice and cute if you're, like 
if it's not serious yeah. or if it's not like something you're deeply involved or something that you're fantasy like I feel like it's dangerous to fantasize about someone nowadays yes yeah as an adult exactly what, like, what's the danger for you, you I think, think the danger is just that like manifestations are really powerful thing mm. and also we're we have different tools now as adults yeah then as kids, kids, you're like very innocent. You don't really know what you're doing. You just act all crazy and like yeah. try to get their attention. <laughs> but I think that in, in a lot of ways, we weaponize a lot of, you know, just things we know about each other subconsciously right. to try and get what we want. And your ego really takes over. So obviously in today's episode, we're going to be sort of like talking about crushes when we were little mm-hmm. and then also like flirting and crushes now like yeah it's like different because if you were working at starbucks and you have a crush on a co-worker and it's just like innocent flirting all day because right. it's a day-to-day occurrence yeah rather than like having a crush on someone you're dating and really projecting your expectations Ooh, on someone, right yeah like letting that just kind of run crazy absolutes yes. absolutes i think now my crushes are just I kind of have a crush on everyone. You know, it's like, I think I used to be hyper, hyper obsessive about like one person and like all of my energy and all of my thoughts like went directly to them. But now as an adult, like I can appreciate more kinds of people, appreciate more kinds of things. And I think for me, being attached like makes me actually feel a little more free because I don't have to worry. It's like the the relationship grounds you, right? Yeah, yeah. And you feel safer to yeah. explore things, but like, of course, not crossing a boundary Never. with like what you've had in terms of your relationship. Yes. But but that's that's also something very interesting to explore, too, because if you were single now, like, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but like if you were yeah like how would you manage your expectations Um, with your crushes probably terribly but I think you know it's hard to say but I think I am more grounded now than I was in my 20s but I was crazy and we'll get into that um but what do you act like when you have a crush (laughs) 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 no (laughs) okay so Obviously, 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 I I was never the manic pixie dream girl that was like portrayed (laughs) in movies. I was never the mysterious, like, you know, the new girl. I was the new girl at school, but I wasn't like Bella Swan that somehow had like the white girl magic that likes the the exceptionalism that no one understands (laughs) that somehow all the guys end up loving her for. Like, I used to dissect these movies and be like, what is it that they have that I don't? Yes. You know? Constantly. 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 I'm just like, am I just like, do I need to like do like tuck my hair back behind my ear right. more often and bite my lip more often. Like, yes. but, it's, it's, but when I have a crush, I go, I get crazy. What do you do? Like, what do you do? I, I basically always try to make a really loud joke, like like in <laughs> front of, and I always or I'll be like, hey, check out this new dance move that Ooh. I learned how to do, and I'll start like I'll start like break dancing. Oh, do something so stupid. So you actually like present? You like I, peacock? I peacock. Like I would. I peacock. I, I peacock. I would fucking be like, yeah, yeah, play that music, play that music, you know? And I'll be like, mm, yeah. And I'm like, let me show off my talents. Like, let me show off my talent. For me, it was like, I, I don't know if it's the way I was raised or that I'm a Capricorn. Oh my but it's like, it's like, I'm worthy because I'm talented. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm so good at literally everything. I was like, oh my God, like you're making a gingerbread house. I'll make the best gingerbread house. Wow. It's like, you want to be with me because I'm the best at everything. <laughs> That's how love Yeah, and I'm so funny. I'm so funny. Let like, me tell it louder. Let me, Wait, actually, yeah, yeah. let me go again. Can I go again? Yeah, yeah, Thank can you. I go again? I was like, I was like, friends, laugh, laugh. 
you know they're like what what and you didn't even say anything they're like we didn't find it funny i was like <laughs> no. um uh, and then like one time in high school i watched way too much meteor garden guy oh yeah for sure the og yeah, yeah the og i watched way too much of like the taiwanese oh, oh. portrayal of like how love happens oh no and, and, and you started and, moving in slow motion that but but okay so in these like taiwanese dramas they do something called they write a ting okay and a ting is a love letter oh boy a confession, and then a confession. and so it starts off like like whip him whip him <laughs> and then and then it's like the shy girl like giving like the hottest guy in school like a ting and it's like and then she like she gazes away and yeah then she's like, so demure yeah yeah and then it's like and then her hands are shaking and, oh like, shaking. and he'll take it and then he'll like smack it to the ground and then she's all hurt <gasps> smack it to the yeah ground. but then like he ends up reading it eventually in his quiet time and oh. then like and the the smash cut the slow motion the replay of like them brushing against each other like you wow know. so sensual i was really swept up into that oh so yeah when i was in high school i had a huge crush on this guy Uh-oh. and um i was watching lots of meteor garden uh-huh. i was wa- i was watching lots of like i don't even think it was meteor garden that had the ting but anyways ching was like a very yeah. popular thing in these like sort of like college dramas yeah that was so like I your wrote Bible. him my <laughs> confession i wrote him i would everything kill to i have felt, that letter i i would kill i am the stupidest person no don't no say i that. did no, I, no what did I you was write? just like fucking stupid <laughs> i wrote a whole letter about i think you're like the coolest person and like oh. i want you to go to like prom with me i i think i, I asked him out to either homecoming or prom oh shit and, go you go girl and and honestly we sat next to each other in class and like i always thought he was like so cool and like really nice and very friendly yes. and i was I was a social butterfly, but I didn't ever felt popular, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And then he actually, the next day, like, I was crushed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Because, but then he did it in, like, the most sweetest way possible. Oh, and that's he, even worse. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to talk to him ever again, even oh. though we used to talk to each other, like, every day. Oh, no. And then he wrote me back a letter yeah and then in the letter he's like roxy that was so brave that you did that and like, oh he's really sweet he's really sweet he knows but i already like someone and i already like asked her out and of course this girl just turns out to be the homecoming queen uh, so okay i just felt that in my entire they, soul yeah, i know I'm so, I'm sorry. so literally so literally that was the thing and he was so sweet about it but like i I went that crazy. Like, I actually imagined myself as the main character. Well, you were, you are the main character and you were bold, bolder than most people would be in high school. I think that was my limit. And that actually scarred me from the way that I (laughs) approached dating. No, no, no. But, 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 but but did it? I think it did. Anyways, so that was me. Yeah. How about you? (laughs) Um, I, I can totally relate. I was very boy crazy. I think, yeah. Once I, you know, hit puberty, all of my thoughts went to boys all the time. Like, uh-huh. who likes me? What are they doing? Like, who do I like? You know, I was just obsessed with boys. Yeah. And I think the fucked up thing about church, too, is like, it's all about, like, you know, the men leading the family. So yeah. a lot of me having a crush was like making sure my hair was perfect, my teeth were brushed, and I would just like stand around waiting for an opportunity to, you know, engage but i would never 
like initiate oh because that like you kind of like weren't supposed to but oh. i did sometimes but like it's you so know. hard for me to imagine you not though, i know because i'm not i'm like oh god because like, now i'm insane <laughs> <laughs> but like so what's funny is like the way that my parents met or i think i may have told yes, this story already yes, i love this story it was like love at first sight it was you like know? yeah it was like my mom was filling out paperwork and my dad was new at church that week and so my mom like had his paperwork and like saw his name and then the heavens opened up and god said that's gonna be your husband and sight unseen like that was like the verdict and then well how many times has that feeling struck you in your younger years a million times (laughs) because that was what i was looking for wait did you also like start fantasizing about your life with these all the time oh, oh my god like, like, like a different one with yeah everything. because i had to stay a virgin so it was very like high stakes yes. to find the right guy and like get it on the first go because yes. that's what my parents did yes yeah so i wasn't gonna be busy like actually spending time with someone i wasn't gonna fuck and the only way we could fuck was if we got <laughs> married so that's how my little brain processed things that's so i'm going so into intense. i know so i'm going to every church you know <laughs> gathering reunion small group dinner sunday waiting for god to open up the heavens and go like and that priscilla is your husband and i'm just like listening every time a cute guy would walk in the room i'm just like god <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> Let me know. And then, of course, your subconscious starts to say, that's the one. And you're like, is it God or is it me? Is it God? Is it me? I don't know. So I was insane like that, you know? So crazy. Yeah, it sucked. That, Did like, you peacock? No. Well, in my own way, yeah. You I, had to peacock. Oh, my gosh. got to beat out all this other competition. Yes. Right? I would... Yeah. I would change my whole personality for somebody. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Like, I became a girl who played basketball because this guy I had a crush on at church. His name was Anthony Wait, Shea. I would pay money to see yeah. like that. I played I would basketball. Pay money for you to dribble something across the court. You would fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My legs are too short. That doesn't go That's between so my legs. Funny. Yeah. Um, but I was a good free throw shooter. Ooh, so that was oh. my one thing, you know? Okay. Like, okay. They were, you know, one thing. I would get fouled and I'm Okay, Anthony, shoot. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Anthony Shea. I'm sorry. Anthony, are you listening? Anthony, oh my gosh, the love of my <laughs> pre teen life. Um, and I literally, like, changed my entire personality, like, to be, like, cool and, like, a bro and, like, yeah, like, play, like, <laughs> basketball and, like. I'm a tomboy. Yeah, I'm, like, such a tomboy. And I didn't know that's, like, not what boys wanted you know i would just like try to adapt and i became really good at becoming bros with guys but Uh i realize now no that's not the thing that they're looking for that's actually pick me energy but we didn't know it back then no i didn't know yeah yeah and then i think later in in high school and college like i would just you know the more christian i was the more i'd wait for guys to approach me but Mm. i would have these obsessive like uh, serial monogamy in terms of crushes like i would have these obsessive crushes where i was like we're gonna get married he just doesn't know it yet like i'm just praying for it <laughs> i was a completely different person <laughs> that disgusting so scary <laughs> wow so disgusting and it's like every time i'd fantasize about these people it would have to be the hotel room on the night of our wedding oh because mm-hmm. of course no i mean like i could fantasize about like oh like it being hard not to have sex like you know oh we're like in a car and like oh it's so hard and like like it's so hard not to have sex and like but we would discipline ourselves like that's how oh. i would fantasize wow it's disgusting <laughs> the, the church has really so had a crazy up. hold on you yeah wait it's okay so wait tell up. me tell me 
more about Anthony. Did anything Anthony transpire Shea? off of that? Nothing. Um, okay, I... Oh my god, I loved him so much. Um, his hair was parted in the middle, and like he had those long bangs. Oh, you know what on, I'm talking hold about? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry, I just have to know this version of yeah. Pris- Priscilla yeah. because like it's so hard for me to envision a Priscilla that doesn't go after what she wants. Yeah. And so it's like, did he have a girlfriend or was he single? He was single. And to put this into context, he was like in eighth grade and I was like in fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth grade. Sometimes they have girlfriends. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, you know, I I was delusional. (laughs) Um, And I, um, my job was to call him to make sure he was coming to church. Because my mom, like I had a list of people I had to call every Thursday night to be like, are you coming to church? And so... I, he was on my list. Oh my god! I'm like you getting, would look forward to it every oh night. Oh my god! Like, yeah, my palms are sweating talking I know, it's about like, it. It's like it's ringing on the other side. Yeah. You're just like, can I pick up? Yeah, is this his mom or is it gonna be his, his dad? His mom? Yeah. <laughs> and then I would, t- and then our conversations would get a little longer, a little longer. Oh. Uh, but then like every, you know, it's like every boy. Like I, I didn't exactly like hide my feelings, so everybody knew I had a crush on him. And so eventually, like he was so nice to me. Like he was so nice. And one time he left his plaid shirt in our car and I like kept it for like a couple of weeks and then I was like oh you totally understandable totally yeah, yeah it smelled like him you know all the things all the pheromones all the hormones raging um but finally I guess the the, the ending of it was he basically was like you're a really really great friend and I was like no <laughs> Did you pine after pine after him for after that? For a while, yeah. For a while. I think he went to, like he went to prom with like a white girl, which was like okay, I get it. Like it's just not like you know. And but, I'm but just like this little baby Prisca tomboy. Will set her sights on somebody. You know it. Sh- you know yeah. it. Serial monogamous. Always looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. Well, well. On to the next. <laughs> on to the next. Okay, but okay. How about you? How did it pan out with like your biggest crush in high school? Um, my biggest crush. It's interesting because I always felt that like Vince was like my biggest crush. And at this point, like I wasn't attracted or didn't allow myself to feel attraction with women. Yeah. With girls quite yet. I mean, it was it, it's there the whole time. It's just like, obviously, my brain was calibrated to right. also think about don't fuck up. Like, right. don't date too much. Don't don't be become one of those women. Like, yeah, you, know, you want it. The whole thing was make as little mistakes as possible in life. But would you have kind of like obsessive feelings about women, but then you just relegated yes, it as like friendship? Yes, yes, absolutely. That's that's intense. It is. It is. But then like, I just thought, okay, well, you know, just like our upbringing in our community and like also how regimented we were in not fucking up romance Ooh. and love. And like my mom's like, you know, divorce is a really bad thing. You know, yeah. like all of these things, like just don't mess up. Yes, you know, don't and I'm like, up. oh my God, don't mess up. So anytime I had that anxiety feeling about something, aka butterflies, aka you should not lean into that. Um, you know, I just thought, okay, well, let me just make sure that this is one that I don't fuck up on. <laughs> so I think my biggest, like, my, my in high school specifically, the safest relationship, even though it wasn't that safe. <laughs> and now that I think about it, all my big crushes, like throughout college, like we all, they all turned out gay. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean you have a type I have a type and like we're all just queer at the end of yeah. the day and I'm like oh I just love soft boys yes. you know and then um and that makes so much sense it, yeah like they all somehow came out and are not you know heteronormal heterosexual and so the 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 one that I felt 
like it was mutual was Andrew Vo. Oh, right. And Andrew re- reciprocated feelings for Aww. me, even though he's like full on gay. <laughs> but you know, we saw something. But you recognize, in, we yes. recognized like something in each other yeah. that was sort of like very unique and Aww. very warm and very safe, you yeah. know? And then I remember feeling like thinking to myself, I was like, oh my God, he's so handsome. And like, he's going to hear this, obviously. <laughs> he's texted me before. He's like, oh, I love that you talk about me on the podcast. But I was like, hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. And I just remember thinking like, and I mentioned this before, if this doesn't work out, I'm, it's, it's over. Oh, wow. Like, I would be so crushed. I'll be into like crushed into smithereens. Oh, no. Like my feelings are so intense. Oh, you know, like yeah. you remember how, how intense your hormones so were? So intense. It was, yeah. so, it was like unmanageable. Yeah. And like, I'm so glad that I have like this grounded view of love now. Yes. And I don't ever want to go back to that feeling again. No, 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 no. Cause it's too much. It's too elusive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like, in retrospect, like I never thought that I was someone that could be likable mm. because I always felt like I was the one having crushes on people. Yeah. But in fact, like um, everyone shows love in different ways. Right. Like I remembered in middle school, there's this guy named Andrew Fan. <laughs> Hi, Andrew, if you're listening. Again, another Andrew. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) And he would always bully me. Oh. He will always make fun of me. He'll always, like, bully me, like, sit next to me. I was like, I hate it so much. Like, tease me and, like, make fun of me. But he liked you. But he liked me. Oh. It's like the Edward Cullen or like yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you're just getting, or even the Lian Shu the meteor yeah, guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, just always like trolling the girl when in fact you like her. It's just Ugh. whatever. So stupid. And then like in, in, um, the, the first guy who liked me, which I mentioned before, Ravindra Jaijunger, RJ, wrote me a letter. Yeah. You know, when I left and moved away. <gasps> and he told me that I'm the greatest girl he's ever met. Aww. And like, that was surprising because I was like, I never would have thought. Yeah. So I just like, I guess I just, I guess I always thought that I attracted people that I could never tell had feelings for me. Right. Well, like they weren't good at expressing it. And then like, we weren't good at reading those signs. But if you did know somebody liked you, how did you respond? I didn't know anybody you just liked never me. Knew. I just never knew. It was like always way after the fact. Like there's <laughs> like Annie. Hey Annie, Annie Wang, who I was like super close with, yeah. like in middle school and high school. Like we were so close. And um, obviously, you know, I went to her wedding with um, you know, her wife now, Amanda. Oh, Annie and Amanda, I love that. <laughs> and um, Annie, years later, you know, this is like decades later. She was like, you know, she was like, I was dealing with my my feelings for you and like Rebecca, but oh, not knowing how, like, I had crushes on both of you. Aww. And I like never knew, you know? Oh my God. And I'm just like, oh my God. That's you know? So, like, she was like in the closet at the time because she was also a PK. Oh, fuck. Yeah, she was also a PK. That is like a locked closet at that she, point. Super Boy, locked fuck. closet. I'm glad she got out. I dude. know. I know. But fuck. she was like clearly the most lesbian. Like, <laughs> like she fucking worked. She was like super buff. Oh my God. And like, like she, you know, she, like, like always the most sporty like it was on, on these athletic teams like yeah. super butch yeah like, i'm glad she's getting it uh, yeah you know? yeah go and, go go <laughs> girl yeah and then like now you know i'm like oh i was like i never even she was like yeah i was just like trying to figure out like I, I obviously couldn't tell you guys I had crushes on both of yeah. you. So it was just like, it was just ping ponging. <laughs> like, like, that, that must be figure so out my confusing. sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Being in the early aughts, like being in high school. I mean, even earlier than that, but that was our experience. Like there was no, I remember it was still very common to like find out someone was gay and be like, <gasps> like, like shocking. Annie, yeah, yeah. Like if Annie told me that she liked me back then, yeah. like, I think I would have been like, oh no. Right. Yeah. But 
if, if I grew up in this environment, yeah. I would have went out with her. Oh, for sure. You know? You guys would have gone to every dance together. Yes. Like, it would have been killer. And she's obviously so much hotter than a lot of the guys yeah. that I was, like, fucking wasting my time on. I mean, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you've looked up photos of early aughts boys, but it wasn't, the to spiky, be fair. Yeah, the spiky <laughs> hair. And then also, what is it? The highlighted tips? The highlighted tips. Oh, my God. The, like, the bangs in the front, kind of. Like, oh, ooh, it was just ooh, a, the antennas. Yes. <laughs> the antennas. The super baggy pants. Ooh. The ones that go like past your ass. Yes. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I was very into like the, um, the Adam Brody, like Seth Cohen on the OC <laughs> look. Like I loved a little nerd, you know? I love that. It was my fave. But okay. So Roxy. Wait, we hold all... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, damn it. We can't avoid this question, bitch. Okay. What? Who liked you? Who liked me? They're okay. So. How did you find out? Because I know that it's it's not as simple as like yeah. nowadays. You know, it's not it's as transparent. I think if I'm being honest, I was probably a dick to people that liked me because I was so uncomfortable. Oh. Um, and like, I think I just had like a pretty warped view of like love a la my parents, you know, um, just just very like religious. And I had a lot of obviously like a lot of us, a lot of embarrassment and discomfort. And so when this, there was a guy in, I think fifth grade and it sucked. Cause like I didn't have any friends and this person was like nice to me, but I was just so uncomfortable. Um, and he got my phone number and like called me after school and you know, I heard that he had a, a crush on me, but I just, I ended up just kind of ignoring it after a while so I, I feel bad like I was kind of a dick because I was so uncomfortable and didn't know how to have uncomfortable conversations um so I think whenever someone did have a crush on me I would just like blatantly ignore it like I wouldn't ignore them but I would ignore the crush completely it's so weird because it's like now that I'm hearing you talk about this it's like we don't know how to accept affection from people that we feel like we haven't earned it from yeah yeah weird yeah and also like there's like a little maybe egomaniac part of me where it was like if someone had a crush on me that I didn't think was attractive like I would almost be like weirdly offended yes. yeah <laughs> you know what I'm talking about As Capricorns yeah I agree <laughs> with this like it's fucked up but oh. I have to be honest <laughs> oh my god oh my god fuck okay I'm not gonna back. say his name I had a similar experience yeah and then like Annie Annie yeah. because she was so close to me made fun of me because he admitted that he liked me Ooh. and I was like you <laughs> and then she like trolled <laughs> me about it for like the rest of middle school because oh, she was like oh yeah and then he like blushed a little bit and then like and I'm like ew oh. and I'm like <laughs> Poor, the poor guys. They I know. were just expressing themselves. But that. he ended up being like a Trump Republican. Oh, so like, wouldn't have worked MAGA. out. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just, were, yeah, he ended up where he belonged. Oh, geez. But um, I was, yeah. Right. yeah, there's something like so like deeply viscerally offensive. And, and like, I, I, I think it's just like we evolved to like want to partner up with someone of a certain status so that it can ri like you know we can raise our societal status it's just like evolutionary yeah and now it's just like oh, maybe an, an alignment yeah you know exactly exactly i remember like i i you know i went on this like mother-daughter trip with my mom which is like really sweet it was i think she was really trying to yeah. like try different things um with parenting and now looking back like even though she traumatized me a lot like she really tried and right. i appreciate that right but she like you know had me write down like you know what i wanted in my future godly husband she also had me sign a a, a purity contract 
um, when I was 12. <laughs> so it was like, you know, won't have sex, won't blah, 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 blah. I, I, I still, oh, that's it, so funny. I signed it. She framed it. One day I was cleaning my bookshelf. Did it you fell it? off the bookshelf <laughs> and the glass broke. And I was like, symbolism. Um, but anyhow. Did she made your other sisters do that? No, I think I think I I as a teenage girl like traumatized her to the point of like not wanting to deal with it anymore. And I don't think she had time because she was dealing with my antics, but I had a lot of emotional outbursts. But like one of the things um we filled out was like, you know, what do you want your future husband to be like? Yeah. And I was like, cute, funny, hot, smart. And she was like, Well, hold on here. Um it's not good for you if they're too attractive because they might end up looking elsewhere. So let's write down here like um cute to my level and hot to my level what yeah what yeah oh i know that's painful that's a that that's our mother's no my mom said the same thing right yes she's like look at dad (laughs) dad i really hope you're not listening (laughs) your dad's like i've said your dad's hot my dad is so hot i know like it's kind of goofy and i'm like yeah goofy's hot goofy's hot yeah yeah so okay so with crushes we all know that on the lovey-dovey side it's super fun super cute but it's called a crush for a reason how did you deal with heartbreak what was roxy's like go-to method (laughs) i know i joke about being a cold-hearted bitch but like um i I, it's really hard for me to recover from heartbreak even to this day like, oh. I feel like I heal a lot longer than normal. Right. Like, I could date somebody that I really like for a short period of time. Yeah. And then I need, like, a whole year to, like, get Oof. over it. Like, I, I just, I would replay it millions of times in my head. Like, what went wrong? Blah, blah, blah. I thought we were doing well. Yeah. Like, was that all a lie? Am I not listening to my gut? Like, all of this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think when you're younger, it's so much more like traumatizing because you just keep coming back to the question of why am I not good enough? Yes. That's always at the center of it. Heartbreak is about healing that. Yeah. You know, but like when you're young, like you don't think about that. Like I'm just, I remember my first long distance boyfriend, which I talked about Everett, Everett. Yeah. He broke up with me the day after Valentine's Day. What Um, the fuck? And we celebrated our one year anniversary of Valentine's Day. One year? Yeah, yeah. And then he broke up with me after that. No. But it's just just all kid shit. But at the same time, it's like, oh, these are sort of the little things that sort of creates the baggage. It's kid shit, but we're going to talk about it in the second half of this episode. There's science behind it. There's science where where we can look back on it as kid shit, but in your brain, it's momentous fuck it's huge you know and so we can't like downplay it okay yeah Yeah. but this is very important to know because i think that like so many people before our generation and our parents and stuff it was not from the perspective of science no so let's dive into that we'll take a break we'll be right back Goatees, we love hanging out with you and it's what we look forward to every single week. If you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It will help us a lot so we can continue to hang out every single week and make content for you. Thank you so much and remember, stay horny. guys so we're back from our breaky break. Um, We have a very, very juicy topic today and Mm -hmm. obviously we're going to dive into a little bit more before we go into the science behind um you know heartbreak and crushes and falling in love 
back then versus now. How did you deal with heartbreak, Priscilla? Ooh, girl, I, I was I was pretty insane. Like, I can't believe now that I'm in a, like a committed long term relationship, how emotionally stable I am. Because I used to be an emotional wreck. And I think like you were saying, like I tied up so much in my self-worth. Like when someone would reject me, I would take that on the nose. And I I remember I'm such an emotional person. Like even though I'm so stable now, I'm a very emotional person. Yes. I have a lot of feelings, you know. And I think that's why I started writing music was I couldn't handle how many feelings I was I was like that were coursing through my veins and you don't want it to rule you no yeah and I remember feeling physical pain like I remember when um even into my 20s like I I had this person that I I you know they sought me out and I ended up liking them um and like you know they wrote me like emails and like chats and it was like very like hot like very emotional like you know and then all of a sudden they just they just dumped me after Black Swan which just wasn't the wow. emotional time you know come on I know but like I remember feeling physical pain I remember feeling like I was completely worthless I remember just like you know and I, I think we all have our heartbreak you know um kind of protocol like you know and mine just definitely involves like a ton of ice cream um but it also physically hurts oh it like, physically like hurts you, you have a hard time breathing your heart literally yeah. is in pain yeah your body is like physically breaking down yeah and it was one of those, like, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but when I was going through any sort of heartbreak, I, I had to obsessively talk about it. And I felt yeah. so bad for my friends because all they would hear about is like how hurt I was. And but how, how do you, how else do you get over it? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know that there's like a, a simple way, but we are going to talk about a couple of the reasons why we feel the way we do when we have a crush. And hopefully I believe knowledge is power. It can help us navigate it. You know, if you're dealing with a crazy crush, um, t- first of all, email us about it at hello at two Cause we want to, we love some gossip Hell yeah. um, and crushes are fun and they're great, but they can also be really painful so i'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the the psychology behind it and some i'm not a neuroscientist so maybe some of this is kind of like pop science pop psychology so do more research on it in your own time okay give it to me girl okay so crushes are typically more about fantasy than reality and Mm -hmm. so when you actually have like a relationship with someone um a lot of the the question marks kind of get nailed down and you start building a different type of relationship so crushes are typically more so rooted in fantasy comment about that because like when you have a crush you're leaving your reality you're you're leaving present right yes. because fantasy is about trying to have a future outcome right so then when you leave reality you're no longer in this present space yes. so that's very interesting okay keep going yeah crushes generally have to do with your past experiences your past pre- your preferences um it, like oftentimes you don't have control over who you have a crush on because mm-hmm. it just it happens really quickly it can sometimes feel like an uncontrollable urge because it often is, you know, so it's sort of like a like your your subconscious or something is like analyzing. Yes. Or the pheromones or something. Totally. And it's like, like you it know? has to do with like reproductive. I'm sure it ha- it's all hard. It's a lot of it's hardwired into us, but then okay. also including your past experiences. So like, say you had a really bad experience with a guy with a mustache. You <laughs> might be then because of your past experiences, a little like more wary of someone with a mustache true 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 that being you know so it, that's an 
oversimplification. Yes. Um, but LOL science, like they say, <laughs> like, and we'll talk about why, but they say maintenance of a crush can be stopped with strong willpower from the frontal lobe, meditation, discipline, and practice. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fucking work. LOL. So if you're crushing real hard on someone right now, just know there it is having to do with neuroscience. So you can think your way out of it and there are methods, but it's not going to eradicate it completely because we're fucking human. No, but that's the thing is that like I work in obviously the metaphysics and like um, something that I used to do to try to detach myself from someone is the more you think about someone, you know, the more that you're energetically sharing Yes. each other's energy so like suddenly you're, you're grocery shopping and you think about this person that's because they're sending you energy Ooh. so I had the, like this astrologer teach me how to sort of detach this practice and yeah. uh, for those of you who are currently suffering on a one-sided relationship Ay. hopefully this works for you as well yeah but um she said that to imagine like a thin like um string attaching you and this person and then just imagine cutting it so then also like when you when you feel that energy just be like oh hey how are you doing instead of feeding into it oh they must be thinking about me oh my god do they miss me oh my god like maybe they're just afraid of reaching out all of that is just fallacy and assumptions just be like oh cool i hope you're having a good day filter it send it back Ooh, fallacy and uh, assumptions that is huge I hear that so hard. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is like a lot of why your crushes form have to do with like past experiences, preferences and self-image. So that kind of explains why we feel almost offended when someone who we don't think deserves our love, you know, has love for us. So it's all tied up into that. So we're not dicks. So it's nature. It's always, (laughs) you're always going to put your crush on a pedestal. You're always going to fabricate them into someone that is more fantasy based of yeah. your projection than who they are really. Yeah. So obviously there's symptoms of having a crush. So having a crush can cause you to lose your appetite. Why is that? Because the stress hormone cortisol is released. So it's literally can constrict blood vessels in your stomach and make you feel sick. So it's like literally love sick. When you and Abe first had a date, uh-huh. did you taste oh. anything that you were eating? No. Yeah. He thought I didn't eat because I couldn't eat in front of him. I lost like 10 pounds when we were dating because I just like I had so much nervous energy and like anxiety and like I just couldn't eat. I I, I was so obsessed with him. It was insane. <laughs> and he was so chill and I was insane. I would like anyway, I would literally go to his apartment complex and put like Hershey's kisses on his car. <laughs> I would drive from the west side to Glendale just to do that. I'm insane. Roxy, you already know I'm insane. When I like you, I'm insane. Because post-Christianity too, I found my agency. I found my wild and I went fucking for it. There's your peacocking girl. There it is. Yeah. It's just like carry you to death. You Jesus know what I mean? Christ. I know. I don't mean to use Jesus as a name and name. Sorry so, about that. I know. So basically one of the most interesting things I found mm-hmm. was why do, when you have a crush, you lose your rational judgment. We've all felt that, right? I just told you, I get insane. Yeah. Why is that? Um, it's literally because the term love is blind is like partially true. So there's like the connection between your amygdala, um, which controls like your, your emotions, like uh-huh. emotional regulation. Uh-huh. And then your nucleus accumbens, which I just learned about. So sorry, which also has to do with like um, uh, reward seeking uh-huh. that 
connection is weakened when you have a crush. So literally you have a hard time regulating your emotions. Additionally, your prefrontal cortex, where you do a lot of your reasoning, you're like, you know, you, just like your logical side, that is also cut off from your nucleus accumbens. And so all of a sudden, like you're not thinking logically and you're not regulating your emotions. You're, uh, you're operating primarily from a seeking reward uh, place in your brain. Okay, so basically the Queen Amidala of your of your brain and also the Benedict Cumberbatch yes. are like the logical aspects that you need yeah. to cling on to. Yeah. So anytime you feel yourself spiraling, it's like about your Amidala yeah. and then your Cumberbatch. It's your Cumberbatch, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so also this, uh, that it's also the part of your brain that helps you have a fear response, like your flight or f- fight or flight. And so that's why you, like all of a sudden you get cut off from logic and emotion and that's why you have like your fear of being rejected kind of decreases and then you get cray cray dude this is so crazy because it just you're just describing a drug addiction yeah no and that's the other thing when you have a crush on someone so you you know it's literally the same things are released in your brain that are similar to cocaine so it's like your serotonin and your dopamine levels are just like fucking through the roof Uh uh-huh so when someone leaves you when you're crushed you literally go through withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about the science behind a broken heart. So that's like the studies show that we process emotional pain, the emotional pain of heartbreak, the same way as physical pain. So they've actually done studies where Tylenol can help a little bit alleviating that like heart, like pain you feel. Um, Tylenol can help with a broken heart temporarily. But they don't recommend you like prescription wise do that. But they say like it can literally help with the pain, but not like the emotional pain. But here's the crazy thing that it's a fucking cycle. Like, remember when you got your heart broken and you're just like, I never want to feel this way again. Ever. But then you go back into dating when you're ready again. And then you forget. You do. Like literally, it's like, it's like, it's like what, like childbirth, like oh. something about like your biological, like functions just overrides. Erase, <gasps> yeah. Erases that. Like, I remember, I just remember, like, I would read my journals about my heartbreak and I, oh. I just would, there's so much pain there. There's so much grief. Like you're grieving someone who's still around. Yes. And that you have no access to. That's so interesting because so if we think about a, a crush, it's more about, um, it's more about us getting a reward it's a reward seeking behavior right so when that crush is cut off from you yeah basically like your brain is still in love with them but the reward is delayed causing the withdrawal and pain (laughs) so you know what i'm saying like i I, i'm it totally changed the way i looked at it because it's like why do we experience heartbreak it's it obviously like if it's a crush like it's not even someone you're really tied to you know, it's someone, yeah, you really like. And it's yeah, again, you, tied back to that fantasy that you're talking about. It's completely exactly. fabricated by your mind. By your mind. And then when you're, when you leave reality, you're no longer present. Yes. So then that's why people are lovesick because they're, love they're, sick. they're not in their bodies. They're not present. Yes. It's like, no matter what, like, I really would get, you know, offended if yeah. like my friend couldn't be present for me. Like, right. you know, because they're obsessed or putting all of their, like self-worth or like Ooh, you know what i'm saying yes. like or their future or their love or uh, you know i'll never be the same again onto this one person when in, in fact that person isn't really how they imagined them to no, be no no and like if that person has a crush on you too oftentimes they're showing a very different side to you than they are to other people absolutely and that's hard because it makes it hard to spot red flags and i think i realized this 
after my ex when you and Rochelle were like, oh, thank God. I had no idea that other people saw red flags. Like, I just didn't know because in front of me, it was like different. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think it's really why you do have to rely, not only listen to your community, but have people you can trust to like tell you what they see. And the saddest part about all of this is that you can't really discern the way that you do now without going through it. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you no. that he w- he's bad for you at the time no. because you're not going to listen to me. Yeah. You know, but it's like once you're out of the cage and then... you can reflect back onto your time as a hurt burden gilded cage yeah you know what i'm saying that's yeah. when you have maturity yeah but like we had to go through these feelings right you know and it's also like i think i think as human beings like we want to be special and yes. so the very dangerous thing for like especially personality types like ours where you know we want to help people aka minor savior complexes sometimes oh, absolutely <laughs> you yeah. know but it's like if they're only like, they're only like that around me, like I'm the only one who knows what they're really like, like all of that can be really damaging because it can make you um, protect their toxic traits. But also savior complex is also tied with narcissism uh, because it's like only I can change Only it. I can. Yeah. I am special. And and we have to admit that. Oh yeah. You know, because that's You're where so right. that codependency comes in is also attached to narcissism. Yeah. So it's like, we're all a little bit narcissistic. Like, look, it's, it's a way of functioning through life. Yes. Right. But in terms of like relationships, we need to stop viewing it through this lens of like, I'm special. They need me. Only yes. I can fix, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Like, the romanticism is toxic in the way that that's been portrayed. It, it definitely is. And yeah. I mean, the, the rom-coms we watched growing up didn't help, but like, you're absolutely right. Like, if you all want to really get a clear, accurate view on like how this doesn't age well, just rewatch Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. It is pathetic. It's pathetic. You know, but, you know, coming from sort of like what I thank you so much for sharing all of this. Yeah. Because that's so fascinating. It is, right? Yeah. Like, and OK, and here's my last piece of little good news. Yeah. The good news is, especially if it's kind of a short-term crush, um, your brain hasn't created that many neural circuits devoted to your crush yet. So reconstruction won't take too long, a.k.a. your your brain will recover from the well, crush. Well, that's the thing. That's <laughs> the thing is that, like, when you're feeling that shitty... Oh, yeah. It's like, I'll do this again. But then, like, when you start dating again, you're like, baggage, right? Ba- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, the fucked up thing is, you have to go through it. Well, here's the thing is that, like, now... You know, I was in a long-term relationship. Then yeah. I was single for a very long time, yep. dating a lot of different people. And now I'm in a stable relationship again, even though it's, like, open and you can still, like, date yeah. other people. But I do – we are very strong and it feels very safe. And I remember I was just telling him, I was just like, man, I really don't want to date again. Mm. Like, I, I just not – I want things to de- develop naturally. Yeah. Like, if it's, like, friends or, like, you know, something or, you know, something change It's cool. But, like, I, don't, I just don't like the environment of, like, online dates where there's an expectation. There's yeah. no, um, what there's no like, backdrop. There's no context of yeah. the person besides what they're presenting to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And, you know, my old CEO... Aaron passed away and he, you know, left behind a wife and three kids and she's been very open, you know, about like, what the fuck? Like I built this life with somebody and now I'm like, I mean, it's been awful. Like she's been on her own and now she's, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should start dating again. You should start dating. And she's how the fuck 
do I even start? Like, like I have three young kids. I want to be loved and, and all that, but the love of my life is gone. So yeah, I, I don't even know how you Everybody start as an adult. should just shut the fuck up yeah. about what they think is best for somebody's love life. Agreed. So, you know, like my friend, she's divorced mm-hmm. and um, she was divorced maybe the past, uh, like two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, officially divorced two years ago, but but she's been single for four years. If you wow. know what I'm saying. You yeah. Like, um, they've been separated and they weren't feeling it, Got right? It. And they already started exploring different things. And so she's technically been single for four years and recently she's started dating somebody that was a little bit more consistent and like good cool, for her, right? Good. Who is also divorced. Okay. And like, you know, has a kid. And um, you know, I just really admire her for like really taking her time and yeah. like, you know, just acknowledging when their boyfriend girlfriend when she's ready even yeah. if it's like past a couple months i'm like oh yeah like he's been in your life for a while and she's like yeah no we're still friends you know right. like letting her define it i was like telling my mom you know about her because you know she's a good friend of mine mom was just like they should just get together at this point like you know they're like old and like whatever i'm like you know they're both like they should just they should just like try again and be together or, like Whoa. go for marriage i was like what the fuck wow that's not the solution no you know, and I'm just like, everybody just needs to shut the fuck up yeah. about their expectations of what relationships are. Because in my field, I mean, Ja is a relationship and marriage therapist. Yeah. I am working in the metaphysical space. Right. And recently I had a client who, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm usually backed up two to three weeks. Oh, wow. And so, um, I, I never really offer emergency readings, but there was this one person that emailed me out of nowhere, uh, is not an old client, is just somebody new. And she's like, hey, Roxy, um, I was wondering if you have time today or tomorrow. And I said, oh, it's, it's an emergency. And so when it's an emergency, I charge a lot more because sure. obviously I have to make time for it. And I said, yes, I could fit you in tomorrow. She paid the money right away. Whoa. And then um, we got on Zoom and I just saw her face. And I just see this woman who's probably in her mid-30s, mid to late 30s, you know, just like us. Her her face was just so worn out, so mm. depleted and just just so devoid of energy. And um, she's obviously very stressed out because all of her energy and mental space is devoted to this person that is keeping her on an emotional change. And then she's like, I just started dating this person like um, in the fall, which is a while now, mm-hmm. you know, because we're about six months in, you know, from that time. And she goes, I just don't know like what's happening. Like we're so good when we're together, but when we're apart like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I just don't know. And then I said, well, I already already know exactly what this is and right. I'm like, and I think you already know what this is because oh, this is the reason why you feel pulled to talk to me yeah. and unfortunately I'm sorry but this person is not whatever you're calling it twin fl- no it's not true yeah I was like you need to start seeing and then she's like but I'm like at this point in my life where I'm like when am I gonna find someone you know like Oof. when am I gonna settle down like when am I gonna find someone good for me and Dude. I said but you're you're putting all that expectation on this person who yeah. doesn't see himself as that wow and and I've been in that situation before and I think yeah. you've been in that situation definitely before, where these alignments are not matching and then even crazier this is how crazy it yeah is. um so I I said, so what's the emergency? Like, why do you need to know this, like, right yeah. now, today? And she goes, well, tomorrow's his birthday. Oh. And I said, oh, so you're deliberating whether or not you're going to wish him a happy birthday? Oh, boy. 
And she's like, yes. And I said, look, listen, th- it's not about this woman, you know, like uh, her feelings are very valid. Right. Sure. And, and you may, some of you may think it's silly that like she paid so much money to like get a confirmation about but this. We but, all want clarity. But when someone has this much hold over you, yeah. like your spirit is, is, is trying to break free. Yeah. Right? And to gain autonomy again and to gain like your spirit back into your body. And so she was saying like, this is, this is crazy. Cause it's like, we're adults. Right. And she's like, uh, he didn't text back the last time I texted it and I don't want to double text. And then I said, the solution is very quite simple. Yeah. I was like, I gave you all the information you needed in yeah. this reading. I said, see how you're feeling tomorrow. I was like, if you wake up tomorrow and you're like, hey, this person, you know what? It's his birthday today. And you know what? Like, I enjoy my time with him. You know what? But I'm not going to let him take up my time. Happy birthday. Yeah. You know? Or you could just be like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to like cut this loose right here and now. Right. I'm over it. Okay. Yeah. That is totally fine. Right. But at the same time, I'm saying to this person, I'm like, it is totally unfair mm. on your side as well to be putting all of these expectations on him. Yeah. Yeah. Because in, in a way, he could feel that as well. And he knows he can't meet it. Right. I, I actually, like, as you're saying this, I'm realizing yeah. having a crush on someone is a lot like being a sports fan. Like, mm-hmm. you actually nobody ever really knows the outcome of anything you can predict all you want right but then because you have no control like being a sports fan you become very superstitious yeah you have all these rituals you do you have superstitions you have hopes because like you have no control over the outcome and i think when you have a crush on somebody that's oftentimes what it's like you have no control over it and so it's so interesting because it does like match so much so with what we're talking about in terms of the science and psychology behind it it's like your brain is literally wired to want to find a solution where you can end up together and it defies logic and it defies reason and it just goes to no matter what iterating on a potentiality that you guys will work out so that's why you have all these questions of like well he didn't call but like maybe he was like busy maybe he like fell off a cliff like all these things you know but it's like dude logically he didn't call you back because he didn't want to talk to you yeah it's so simple but like your brain is literally literally constantly iterating a, a, a scenario where that's not the case you know and it's easy for me us to say this because very. i also want to be honest with the fact that you and i are in very stable relationships yeah we're if very we lucky. were not <laughs> crazy like i think i wouldn't blame that you know i wouldn't blame any woman yeah. for like wanting for feeling that 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 need that anxiety yeah because like you know, uh, there were times when I had clients that were just like, I swiped right and I matched with this person. Is he the one? I was like, right. oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, how do we allow people to bring back our power? Yeah. Even when we have this psychological, like the science that you just described, this neuroscience of like completely relinquishing without our free will. Right. Wow. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like really, Prisca, if you were to imagine like, if Abe doesn't exist right now, yeah. and suddenly in some weird situation, you find yourself having to be thrown into like this, you know, I would be self-sabotaging all the fucking all time. All the time. I mean, you of all people have seen me on the floor crying more than anybody. Right. You know, yeah. um, I, 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 I'm a wreck. I'm, I think like, it's nice to say that I would have better boundaries and I would blah, 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 but I know myself pretty well and like, I would spiral pretty easily, I think. And I I would get so exhausted and so frustrated and like 
honestly, like before Abe, like I just, I didn't even believe in like love anymore. Cause I was like, well, I think you were pretty destroyed from your last one. Yeah. You know, that took a lot of healing from that one for sure. It did. And like, I, I literally was like, oh, I think as human beings, you're meant to settle because like all the people I met, I was just like, I was like, it's impossible. It just feels impossible. So cynical after that, you know, so cynical. And I just want to share one more thing because I mean, I I feel very lucky. I mean, I I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Jaw is a therapist because (laughs) I mean, I mean, you shouldn't date a therapist, you know, he shouldn't be your therapist, but I do encourage everybody to get therapy if they feel like they're suffering from some sort of malady in terms of how they view relationships, you know, just to find out, you know, how the inner workings are going. Therapy. everybody should get therapy yes. should be like going to the gym yeah um anyways Amen. so like um you know just talking about crushes right or like the adult a lot of my adult clients who feel like they can't have control over a situation or control of the outcome they start like coming to me all the time to get an answer yeah. or be reassured about something um or they do it on their own way but i was like looking at this therapist like he was talking about like why is it that some of the best best sex that we have come from toxic relationships mm. and then i was like oh i'm so curious to hear this answer and then he said the more conflict you have in a relationship in the onset the more romantic desire there is really why is that the push and pull right Uh... it's sort of like so then ups and downs creates anxiety and fear because you have no control or no guarantee right so there's an underlying sense that the relationship is always threatened Uh... there could be somebody else right so the feeling exciting exactly (gasps) so then when it's when it's threatened it activates your attachment issues oh, right oh interesting whether you're avoidant you right. know or anxious because you don't resource guard until someone's coming after your shit absolutely got it this activates your attachment oh, wow. issues oh, so shit. when that happens you're more motivated to increase closeness because you got to protect what you want got like you were saying, it. right and then how people do that is usually by jumping into bed before the relationship is ready because you want to like lock it in yes so you're not allowing the relationship to unfold the way it is because you feel threatened by something that you never really had got it yeah so hopefully because i learned a lot reading that so hopefully to anybody that's listening that also makes sense to you yeah. as well you could use that as a resource before you start questioning why you're reacting right to certain things so you basically you've been in this relationship for uh, two years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and prior to that you were dating people yes what was that experience like like what made you kind of obviously finding someone great yeah. but like what made you like what makes that time in your life kind of like not something you want to return to Priscilla, yes. If you really want to know, uh, yeah, we should do an experiment with Apes Consent, where you try online dating and talking to men, just talking, just talking to them, and you'll see why <laughs> you never want to date again. Yeah, like in this climate, because yeah. a lot of people who are on dating apps have um, anxious attachment mm. issues or like avoidant. Oh, sorry, avoidant attachments. Okay, because um, you're we're in a climate where you know with COVID nineteen, with everybody needed to make effort to meet people because we're not in a day-to-day situation like school institutions as easily anymore right so then you have the access to like so many different options at the at your fingertips yeah and then um everyone's afraid of getting hurt Mm. and so everyone's trying to give minimal effort to make sure they don't get hurt but in order for it to really grow something you must make effort fuck Great. And then so if you're not getting enough information, you feel like you're being a breadcrumb. But then everyone's just like 
you're asking for too much or you're not doing enough. And so it's different with everyone. So you're like kind of set up to fail almost. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just try it. No, it's uh, okay. I'm good. No, 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 okay. <laughs> you could do it as a social experiment and see what happens. I like, know. Or maybe we do it together. <laughs> I No, I've been doing it for a very long. I would rather not. Time for you to earn your keep, girl. Oh, no, thank you. No, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 thanks. No, 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 it'll be fun. It's a social experiment. You would hate it. You would hate it. I would hate so, it so it would fucking, much. It would fucking deplete your energy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I would be miserable. Unless some of you really love the dating game, please yeah. let me know. Tell us your experiences dating yes. in this day and age because I never don't don't exile me, but I never sw- had to swipe. Yeah. Um lucky bitch. I know. And uh, I, I honestly fuck, I don't know. I don't know how people fucking do it and uh, like the bravery and the courage that people have is insane to me because I would probably be hiding under a rock, you know, <laughs> it's it's a it's establishing a lot of false intimacy too fast. It's just not natural. It's just really not yeah. natural. Also, I feel like for me, it seems like you waste a lot of time because I feel that if you were to walk into a room with 75 people, you would know pretty quickly who you had like an attraction towards like you hear the timbre of their voice you you know smell a little bit of their whatever pheromones or cologne or whatever it is and and you know pretty like quickly like if I'm you know in a room and I'm chatting and I'm going from person to person I know pretty quickly like someone that I have like an attraction towards yeah but then when you're online it's like you don't know that you're kind of spending time on people that you might not <laughs> Let have me any- paint it for yes, you bitch. thank you it's like sometimes they you you have to first text right? yeah sometimes they just stop texting which is totally natural yeah nowadays. like people used to get so hung up about ghosting right now ghosting just happens it's left just and right it doesn't mill. fucking matter right <laughs> like sometimes you could be like talking for two hours like into the night three hours into the night Fuck. right and they would be like okay let's facetime right and then you also have to google this person Fuck. to see if they're real safety by the way, we got to talk about my unsolicited pick later because it d- directly correlates to this yes. and directly correlates to like dating nowadays <laughs> in Los Angeles. But it's like you have to Google them, see if they're social, Shit. right? Yeah. You have to like see what their lives are like, wow. right? And then you go on FaceTime to see if they're real and not Jesus. a catfish, right? Fuck. And you're just like, okay, like let's see if that goes. And then you may go on a coffee date, Jesus, right? This is too much. It's a lot of work because nowadays there's a lot of scams, there's a lot of yeah, fake people out there, yeah. there's a lot of catfish, and there's a lot of dangerous people right. out there. So women are like, and, and you know, just anybody and men as well. But it's like you have to protect yourself. Jeez. Like your the world is at your fingertips, the internet's at your fingertips. Oh, anybody boy. could be the fuck out there. there right, are right, bots right. Everywhere. Yeah. So then, so then, okay, then you talk, right? And then yeah. you're like, okay, we'll have a date. Do we hit it off? Do we not? Is it just friends? Is it not? Right? Okay, we do a second date, right? And then that's when things start to you start to like enroach into the physical territory right, right? maybe a kiss yeah. then the third date's like all right like do we have do physical we yeah yeah do we fuck and it's like oh you don't put out I- i've seen people i've heard of stories where like women are excited about someone wants to take it slow the guy's charming whatever and then if they don't put out they just ghost them fuck but then i also hear stories from guys who just want to take it slow and then the women assume like they're not interested because they don't want to fuck like it's right crazy. away yeah it's like what do we do no like, one knows anything no anymore. Nobody knows. And do you think, because I, I know some guys that really think like LA is a difficult place to online date because it's so image centric. Yep. 
how did you experience that? I mean, when I go to other places, I feel like it's easier for me to get dates. Interesting. And like, you're a lot easier. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, I just, I, I, um, I felt like people are a lot more intentional who are not Interesting. in Los Angeles. Like they follow up more, yeah. you know, much more gentlemanly or, yeah. um, you know, I get asked out traditionally to coffee. Um, but then I'm, I kind of like the crazy of yeah, LA, you know? Yeah, that's true. And you know, I, you know, in my old age, um, being an old wifed up woman, yeah. I've, uh, I understand now why people want to set their friends up. I, I never understood like wanting to be a matchmaker. I get it too. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh my God. Like, at, because I do think like, and uh, historically and socially and whatnot, friends of friends and friends of your network are generally like where a lot of people find romance as well. It's like, I know you. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. You would know who I would love. Yes. And actually I would let you decide that before my stupid ass swipes on like fucking right. 50 randos. But I'm more like, I don't know that I always necessarily know who would have like chemistry, but I think what I was good at, at least like, you know, when I was doing gigs and stuff in LA is inviting a ton of people. If I saw chemistry, I would, I would instigate it. I would be like, you seem to really like her she's looking for someone you should ask her out like I, I i'm that person i i will meddle because i hate the will they won't they and i'm just like you know what skip commercial like just yeah everyone's like it has too much fucking baggage <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean i was like can you tolerate my baggage and then if they're like yeah here's mine i was yeah, like could great. tolerate yours like let's fucking yeah. do it yeah you know but it's because i'm in such a stable like place where i can be like no there's no game playing that's necessary you guys should go out and see if something works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, okay, then whatever. Like, move on, you know? Yeah, that's It doesn't true. have to get weird. But yeah. anyway, that's my issue that I, if I have kids, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to try to meddle and they're going to be like, mom, <laughs> stop it. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy this conversation about crushes. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I know that being in love can be a wild ride being in like can be even a wilder ride so if you're in like and if you're in experiencing unrequited love like we're here for you we get it you your feelings are valid but beyond that you are wholly loved you are wholly fulfilled and you are wholly rooted in who you are so just don't lose sight of that um, in the words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how the I, hell you gonna love somebody else? You know? That's so true. Um, oh, shoot. Do you hear that? Is it a siren or is it? <gasps> so we thought we'd continue this little Valentine's Day, whatever episode thematic. Um, and so we want to just pick our best date spots in L.A. Um, mine are super basic, but I kind of don't care. Um, so uh, my OK, I used to work in Santa Monica. It was they tried to call it Silicon Beach. It's not. It's just Santa Monica. Um, but I, I worked there for a number of years. So Abe and I had a lot of dates there. And I actually fucking love the Santa Monica Pier. And I know it's like chock full of tourists. But it's so fun to like get a ride pass and ride all the shitty rides. Um, go to the arcade. Oh, that's so much fun. So much yeah, variety. So much variety. And like if you pick your spots, like you can really have a great time. 
Like we go, there's like an oyster bar that we go to over there that we love. There's a Thai restaurant that's a little off, like, you know, the actual like third street promenade. So we can always get a nice, like hot bowl of noodles. Like I love looking at the sunset. I love riding the Ferris wheel. Like, you know, I was born in Santa Monica. It's so romantic. It's so romantic. You I feel like a main character it. in a rom-com movie. Like on the Santa Monica Pier. You really do. Yeah. And it's like stupid and cheesy, but fuck it. Because I don't care if things are stupid and cheesy. If I love it, I love it. It. So yes, good. I fucking enjoy that. Good for you. My second one is um, this is kind of like a poor person's hack to feeling rich. <gasps> yeah. Oh, um, please give this to me because I this need is it for you. Um, so there's like a resort hotel at the tip of Palos Verdes uh, at the tip of PV called Terranea. I'm sure you've heard of it. Ooh. Everyone's heard. all the all the oh, we should go on a date there. I would um, love that. They have like so obviously staying at the hotel is like very expensive, but. You can actually go there and like go to the bar and they have the most beautiful view of like, it's like basically a 270 degree view because it's at the tip of the peninsula. Oh my God. Just ocean, sip on a little Manhattan or old fashioned and you will just feel like a million bucks. And in the past I've gotten a, a, like a a spa treatment there. And if you get a spa treatment, you can use their like pools and whatever, like as much as you want for that day. And so, um, I've, I, I've booked a spa treatment and a dinner reservation there. And I felt like a million, million bucks. Spa treatment's not cheap, but cheaper than staying there. Um, and afterwards you go home feeling rejuvenated. Uh, we should go. Okay. I, uh, I've never been there. I would okay, really we're like a to spa go. Treatment. Okay. Okay. I would love that. I would love that. Oh my God. That sounds so romantic. But it's a cute place just to go on a little date because they have little walking paths and it's really beautiful. It's also pet friendly. So <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's coming with us. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. she's so excited. She just woke up from a nap. <laughs> All right, well, um, I uh, really quick to date spots. So I just recently stumbled onto Ladybird Cafe <gasps> in Echo Park. Have you ever been? What? No, tell it me. Is so, you would love it oh so God. much. It is so cool. They have really, really, really cute food. It's like a nice brunchy place. But everybody gets their own little greenhouse to sit in. <gasps> cute. Yeah, so you get to sit in a little glass greenhouse with you and your date, and then they put everything in like vintage wear, like vintage. Um, you know, like you. This will have like ice latte oh. in it for a vintage glass and it's just so cute and it's so beautiful it's all outdoors it's so nice i went there with a friend recently and i was like oh this is like all my vibes so instagram worthy yeah and it's so obviously women owned so just freaking love ladybird cafe i want to go back again i was like telling jaw this morning i was like we should go because they have locks and he's like i love locks and i'm like yeah yeah i I, we we should just go um but then um and then like I'm like a really, really, really basic bitch. No. I always just really love hikes and like Griffith Observatory Griffith! at night, especially so romantic. Like Ugh. honestly would love like to see Adele yes. perform, but miss that. But that's fine. Yes. You know? And so like any, there's so many things to do in LA. That's like, I love cheap shit. Yes. Like I just would, uh, would pick like any day with a partner or with someone that I really love just to go get coffee, walk yeah. around, make out, you know, yes. and like just really talk about how much we love each other. Um, I love that. And also, Roxy and I date each other all the time. Uh, yeah, I think it's really important. I think you need to date your friends. You have to date like, your friends. Like, no mixed messages. We're not saying you give mixed messages. But have intentional dates with your friends. So both of these suge- all both of our suggestions would be great for a friend date. Absolutely. And so it's like, it's all love, right? Yeah, it's, it's all, all love. just as important. But I also want to say one more unsolicited okay, okay. pick um, that has nothing to do with best date spots, but please watch this <gasps> 
documentary on Netflix called Tinder Swindler. Uh-oh. Um, I'm just going to... The questions you've been asking me today, Prisca, yeah. will all be answered Ooh. once you watch this oh, documentary. Oh, my goodness. Um, those of you who know, know. But it is a fucking... <laughs> crazy story and this man is wanted in seven countries oh jesus for scamming women out of 10 million dollars what the fuck by dating them on on tinder shut the fuck up okay i um yeah so we're gonna pause this episode and i'm gonna go watch it yeah i actually watched it twice already oh my god okay um, watch it let us know what you think okay well before we end today's episode i think roxy's gonna take us to class so um we're going to learn how to flirt the taiwanese way which (gasps) is basically very korean as well what are you doing (laughs) don't talk to me oh oh yeah that's very that's very meteor you know we want to make sure that like they don't get um all of us too quickly yeah yeah yeah. right if they're nice to you flirt a little bit back what are you doing (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, so so it's like, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? Stop. I'm getting like full courage. And then don't talk to me. My gawa. My gawa. Gongwei. Yeah. I'm gonna try these on Abe. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you're teaching me to be demure because it's something I don't know how to do. Demure but resistant. Yes. Demure but resistant. Hard to get. Yes. A little cold shoulder. A little bit distant. A little sassy. A little sass. Don't give it all away up front. I get it. I get it. I don't do that, but I get it. You know? (laughs) Let us know how this works for you. Yes. Uh, Satisfaction, not guaranteed. Thank you. Uh, also, this is a really uh, uh, gentle reminder that if you are enjoying our content and you love, if you love me us, and send Prisca, us a mutual Valentine's Day on PayPal. <laughs> you can go to our website at twohornycoast.com. Donate. Donate. There's a button. There's a whole button. So we really like steak frites and also wine. Yes. And uh, we also like chocolates. Yes. And we also like three-star Uni. Michelin restaurants. Oysters. We also like a trip to the Maldives. Maldives. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I want to be. That's where I want to go. Before we go, we have a wonderful little voice note from our friends at Bamboo and Glass. Woo! If you haven't listened to Bamboo and Glass, the podcast, it is one of the best things in the podcast sphere. Um, it is uh, Sophia and Town. We've guested on their podcast before i think we've played a little clip of theirs at some point as well they're amazing go check them out this is a voice note that they sent us um talking about our goal and intention setting episode so here it is hi roxy and Priska. i know it's been so long but i just wanted to hop on and send you a voice note since you said that in your episode you'd be open to that um I just took a listen to a little bit of your newest episode, um, the Asian American literature aspect and setting intentions really caught my eye. And I just wanted to really just say thank you for sharing, you know, your friendship and sharing your differences in how you approach goals and intentions. Um, I've definitely been in Prisca's shoes where like I grew up in church and like 
I've wanted to distance myself and I was very goal oriented, but it never really like quite panned out. And I got nervous about doing anything woo woo. But uh, now I'm kind of leaning more towards Roxy where I am a little bit more open to those things and I'm a big fan of setting intentions. And so thank you so much for sharing that. Like, I felt like that was just so cool to see how different your perspectives were, but how supportive and empowering you both were to each other. Thank you so much, Bamboo and Gloss, for sharing that with Ah! us. I mean, honestly, I admire these young women so fucking much. So much. much. And they're, like, making such huge strides in, like, the podcast community and in the AAPI space. So please go check them out. Yes, they're so fucking smart. Rocks, it drives me crazy how smart (laughs) they are. I'm just like, how? I don't know. I'm pretty stupid. Yeah, like, when we were their age, like, we were just... Two buck chucks. Yeah, (laughs) two buck chucks. Two buck chucks, bitches. (laughs) Anyways, we love you. Love you. Have a horny week. I love the goatees. And remember, stay horny. Dan, a.k.a. Dan. Artwork by Connie Yen. 
please visit us at twohornygoats.com. Have thoughts or questions for us? Email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. Okay, bye! bye. <laughs> <laughs>